so who are you who am i uh but first i'm gonna start by my name i'm a volunteer here uh i was an art director at an ad agency so i made tv commercials e-r-i-c-k-s-o-n burrito when did you get here i just got to hawaii like three days ago uh i literally just got here like yesterday so yeah uh, one month in costa rica with some friends just uh for the vacation after high school then six months in south africa then spend a bit of time uh, in Belgium at home. And then now I'm, I'm here for like two weeks already. I'm living in two weeks, three weeks. And so what's next? North Shore Hostel. What is a hostel? Merriam-Webster defines it as an expensive lodging facility for usually young travelers that typically have dormitory-style sleeping arrangements. Let me say it in plain terms. A cheap place to stay when you can't afford anything else. Kitchen to cook, bunk with strangers, shared bathrooms, and a common room. Travelers with so little come here, hoping to spend what little they have on exploration. This place is a breeding ground for young people, explorers, those lost trying to find something, many times themselves. We only stayed one night, but in the short time I was at North Shore Hostel, I saw so many coming and going, and as a curious person that seeks to understand, I couldn't hold back. I wanted to know more. I call this podcast Lives of the Party because, like any gathering of people, there are individuals. But you see them at face value. Sonder, the idea that one's life is as complex and multifaceted as your own. Feelings, dreams, aspirations, loved ones back at home. All things alive that this hostel had. They could have been anywhere in the world. And yet they were here, a small collection of rooms in a quiet town in Maui, Hawaii. Who were they? Here they are, the lives of this hostel. Hey guys, it's Jalen here. So I'm new to this, and I've still got so much that I've got to learn. And... I'm benefiting right now from obscurity. All I ask is that, you know, if you feel strongly about something, good or bad, there's a feedback form down below, and I'd love your honest feedback. If you could, after listening to this, put down your thoughts, I'll ask is it be constructive. But it helps me so that I can make better podcasts. But, yeah, I don't really plan on stopping anytime soon. This is just an outlet for my curiosity. But, yeah. Let's get into it. First off, what was I doing here? It was the end of our semester program. After three months immersing ourselves in all things entrepreneurship, the ideation, market validation, case studies, and venture pitches, it was all over. I'm studying many things, but rather than learn entrepreneurship in some dank classroom in Boston, I wanted it fulfilled in the most authentic way possible. Silicon Valley, aka Startup Land. I won't go into detail. Full story will be told in the upcoming episode. Just know that when I was there, I was with a very small group of people, and by the end of it, we had gotten very close. In one of the final days, I walked into one of the free classrooms to work. Do you want to go to Hawaii? Henry asked. When? In two days. Peculiar travel suggestions are dancing lessons from God. 
It's... Yo, wait, wait. Say that again. That's Ryan, one of the people I interviewed. I hadn't heard it yet, but that next quote was channeled into what I said next. Yeah. And just like that, within 48 hours, I and half our program are on a plane bound for Maui. Next stop, North Shore Hostel. I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this trip is I'm trying to figure out, like, what I want to do a little bit. Like, it- In high school, I read about a kid named Chris McCandless. Chris was a student at Emory University with perfect grades, a loving, albeit imperfect, family, and trust funds set up in his name. In the eyes of many, his life was set, and yet he gave it all up and up and left. For years after graduating, he traveled the country. He relinquished all of his possessions, burnt his money, and even threw away his IDs. He returned his parents' trust money, asking them to donate it instead. Ultimately, what led to his death was an untimely demise from poison berries in a bus in the middle of Alaska. Years later, a book was published and a movie to follow, Into the Wild. Ryan was kind of like Chris, except way more rational and farther along in his career before he decided to up and do it. A young, attractive guy, he spoke confidently with wisdom that eclipsed his age. Yeah, so what I want to do with this is, you know, in the four days that we're here in Hawaii, I, uh, whenever I get the chance, just talk to people, because you could have been anywhere in the world right now, and you chose to be here. And I'm just curious what brought you to where you are today, sitting next to me. What brought me here, like specifically to like Maui right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm on like this larger trip right now. So I'm like seven weeks into like a round the world trip. Uh, and is this just you or are you with somebody? Myself and I. Yeah. Just yeah. going. Nomad. And for what is this for? Uh, just life. Like after COVID, like being like cramped up for two years, I've just been like saving up to kind of travel for a while. Uh, I was in Nepal for a month, uh, Korea for two weeks, and I just got to Hawaii like three days ago. Uh, and just kind of, yeah. How, how long are you planning to spend here in Hawaii? Uh, I've only got one more day and then I'm going to Oregon, uh, or Monday I'm going to Oregon. Damn. So you were, you were only in Hawaii for how many days then? Uh, Wait, wait, six days. The math's off on that, but six days total. Yeah, I was in Oahu for a little bit and then I got to Maui and then, yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, um, and how long did you say, I'm sorry, that that you've been traveling as this nomad? Uh, like seven weeks. What were you going to pass life before you were... This nomad. Uh, I was an art director at an ad agency, so I made TV commercials. What ad agency? Uh, I worked at BBDO and Goodby Silverstein. You worked at Goodby Silverstein? Really? That's sick. Okay. That is like one of the top ad firms in the world, if not the best one. Pretty good one. (laughs) And what commercials did you make? Uh, My last thing I did was a Lunchables commercial. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Foot Locker, some AT&T... yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the only, the only reason I know Goodby and Silverstein is, well, one, Goodby and Silverstein made a master class about it. Yeah, but then yeah. two, uh, when I worked at Samuel Adams, Boston Beer Company, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, they, was it Goodby Silverstein, uh, was it uh, Boston Beer is one of their clients. Yeah, yeah. your cousin from Boston. Yeah, your cousin from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys, the, yeah, the guys next to me that used to sit at my office, like, made that. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> It's a cool one. Yeah, yeah. It's a good agent. It was a good agency. It was kind of fun. Uh, they did the Got Milk ad. That's how they got famous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the Got Milk ad was it the nineties or the eighties? 
Something like that. It was like 80, 80s, 90s, something in that range. Yeah. They started in the 80s. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the Who is Aaron Burr, right? Yep. Yep. That's yeah. their first one. Yeah. 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 It does. It makes you want to drink milk. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it could be cool. Yeah. I've got to have some meetings with him on the Lunchables stuff. He's a cool dude. Yeah. He's a guy's ponytail down to his ass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he, uh, is he like crazy eccentric? He isn't that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he's pretty, like, even-tempered. He's, like, he went to Harvard. He was, like, a Harvard English grad. Like, very smart dude, but he's just kind of, like, a hippie. But then, like... So weird. Wow. Okay. So, after this sabbatical, are you going back there? Uh, no, I just quit. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to go back to advertising. <laughs> I got really burnt out after it because I did... Yeah, it was, like, five years in, like... So, I was in BBDO in New York. Uh, for a little bit and it was just like yeah especially the pandemic is like 80 hour weeks by the end of it working remote and i was in massachusetts doing like west coast hours so i was working like you know 11 a.m to like 10 p.m every night and i was just like i had no life that sounds like such a fun fun way to utilize the best years of your life so yeah so i'm trying to reclaim that time a little bit and uh yeah yeah what's up how much you get paid at an advertisement agency like the pay was good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, enough to pay... F- I mean, enough to... Eno- I'm going to guess enough to pay for a seven-month trip that, that you're up to now? Uh, potentially. I also, like, got rid of my apartment and moved back home with my parents and, like, haven't paid rent for a year. That's how I can afford this trip. <laughs> how old are you? I'm 26. It's a pretty good age to be doing it. I'm actually not going to lie to you. Um, I've actually got my plan set up in terms of that whole nomad lifestyle. She knows too much because I talk too much about it. But after school, I'm going to head home, save up, buy a van, nice. convert yeah. the van, and leave before winter. Hell yeah. My dad's doing that right now. No way. He's going off on a trip this summer. Um, he's a teacher, so he has summers off. He's a yeah. teacher, so he bought this old van, and he like redid the whole inside. So. I see. That's amazing. Okay, so right now you're 26. Where do you see your life going after this? Next week, next month, next year, five years? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this trip is I'm trying to figure out, like, what I want to do a little bit. Like, get a little time away from, like, working and that. And uh, I'm not really sure, like, where I want to live next. So that's kind of why I'm traveling to is, like, figure out what I like in places and what I want to like. And then hopefully, like, figure out what the next spot is and kind of, like, commit to it for a little bit longer than the last. I've kind of been bouncing around the last few years. Um, So that's a tough question. Uh, Yeah. I want to try and do something of my own, Um, not, like, work at an agency. Like, I do a lot of photography. I was thinking maybe trying, like, that, like, maybe starting my own business with that, doing, like, freelance design and, like, photography, seeing if that works. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever read the four hour work week? I haven't, but I love I'm very uh into the uh anti work yeah. life more about living than working. Kind of. So what he's doing I mean I'm actually reading it right now. Yeah. It talks about how to do exactly as you as you do, maximize your life while creating your own business and you know, living life to the fullest. Yeah. I think for somebody like you, like you are like the epitome of the author, Tim Ferris. I think that <laughs> I think to, uh, I think you would get a lot from it. Okay, yeah, I'll read that. Four-hour work week? Yeah. Appreciate that. All right, how about you? What, what, what brought you here? 
Uh, can I can I re-interview on the podcast? No, you cannot interview me on this podcast. <laughs> I, can't, I can't hit the reverse card on this. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of spontaneity. So I don't know how, what they told you, but we all went to the same program in San Francisco. Okay. But we we originally go to school at Northeastern in Boston. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So we all. Oh really? Where? Western Mass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like where? Uh, the town's called Southwick is where I was born. Southwick. Like outside Springfield. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I do have some friends in Springfield. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, so I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So coming out here, this is a program I wanted to do since I was a freshman. I'm a fourth year now. Okay. I really wanted to, you know, come here, learn from professors, and after, like, months... I worked hard, pitched a company. It was actually so good that, that they like validated me and told me to pursue it in uh, at Northeastern. So I'm gonna I'm gonna head back to university with that. But here, it was like the last few days of our program. My friends was it Henry and uh, Michael. They were like, I come into a classroom. You want to go to Hawaii? Yeah. And I and I was like, it took me ten minutes because I was starting to write down. Okay, what am I gonna be doing? Yeah, I booked a ticket. Yeah. There's a, you know Kurt Vonnegut? I heard Kurt Vonnegut. He's got this quote, it, which I, I like the sentiment of it. It's a weird quote, but it's like, it's a uh, peculiar travel suggestions are dancing lessons from God. It's, Yo, wait, wait. Let's say that again. Peculiar travel suggestions are dancing lessons from God. Peculiar, peculiar traveling se- lessons? Suggestions. suggestions are dancing lessons, lessons from God. So if somebody, it's basically the idea is like, if somebody comes up to you and goes, you want to do this this weekend? It's kind of somebody being like, how to dance with life. How to like, it's teach. It, it's like somebody coming up to you and like spontaneity. It's like what life's about. Is you take that and go with that. That is, that is some sh- Spontaneous travels are dancing lessons from God. That's the essence of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is some shit to put at the, you know, it's my phone wallpaper. Hell, like, I have a quote, like, branded on, on my body. I would get another one. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got about, what is, what's your quote? I have, bias toward, I have bias towards action on my chest, oh, okay. but mirrored so that only I can read it. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I have a lobster right here. What's the lobster for? Consider the lobster. Yeah, well, wait, oh, I think it ended. Oh, no, we're still going. Not, you're good. <laughs> So, like, long story short, when I was in high school, I grew up very shy, anxious, and nervous. Hell, I could never have the confidence to fucking walk up to you and just ask to have a conversation. But there was one very specific day, once I got into university, I was like, fuck this. I'm so tired of being afraid, and I will do whatever it takes to change so that's not me anymore. And that, like, light, and that, that, that decision's propelled me on, like, an exponential growth of, like, self-improvement. And... One of the anecdotes I read during that journey was about a lobster. And since then, that's always been the symbol I associated to bettering myself. And yeah, and because of that, like, I mean, I'm in fucking Hawaii, you know? Like, out of all the things I thought I would be doing with my life, you know, I never thought I'd be here, but I'm so happy. Yeah. yeah. No, everyone, if you like listen to anyone who's older, they always talk about, like, I wish I did more things. Like, all, the bias towards action, that's such a good way to, like, go about life, too. It's like, you don't want to live a life where you regret shit. So just, you'd rather do stuff and it go a little bit wrong, but you'll be happy that you did something rather than, like, just sitting home and not doing it. Yeah, I like the, How does the anecdote with the lobster come in? Like, what, what's the anecdote? What yes. The, so it's not, it's not quite as related, but um, uh, there was this book. It's called uh, 12 Rules for Life. 
And uh, the first rule was uh, stand up tall with your shoulders back like a ready take on the world. Basically saying that the world is, you know, it's scary. It, it, is what it, it is what it is. But the only thing you can do is stand up tall and ready for it and to take it as bad as it may be. And uh, they used the anecdote of a lobster because how lobsters work is like, for example, if like a lobster, you know, gets into a fight. It'll be it'll like stand up taller, be a little bit more confident. Lops, other lobsters are less likely to fuck with it. But if it loses, it'll droop down, and then it's more likely to be attacked. But to stand up tall uh, invites the idea that, well, you know, to be more confident, to at least appear so, it's like a, was it, it's like a snowball effect. But yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, what's your advice to people? who uh, want to do what you do. I mean, you literally went from, you know, cushy job, pretty good benefits, I'm going to guess. Good B. Silverstein is, a, is not a bad company. But you dropped that all, and you've been doing this. How do you feel about it? Do you enjoy it? And what is, what's your advice? Yeah, I'm happy. I, I, I live a lot of my, like, actions based off of just, like, 40-year-old me not having a lot of regrets. So I kind of like look like I don't want to be somebody who's like middle aged sitting in like a sedan hating their life because they didn't do it. So I try to like do a lot of things that would like prevent that. So like, you know, like bucket list items or shit like that. Just like as much as you can, just like put yourself out there into life and like just do it, I guess. The bias towards action. These are terrible advice. I don't know if this is advice. I guess you just said, like, how I got here. I just got, yeah. I have this, like, mine. I'll go, like, tattoo anecdotes. I got this one. is from uh, the Boney Vare, uh 22 A Million. It's a song, uh, Over Soon. Uh, and it's kind of like this idea, like, the good shit will be over soon, so enjoy it. The bad shit will be over soon, so keep going. So kind of that, like, duality of life. Um, so... Yeah, I kind of got here because I was just looking around and I was like, not really happy with what I was doing. And you kind of just start to realize, especially with COVID, you think about death all the time, you're faced with that. You're like, what do you want this life to be? And you just kind of go off and do shit. Yeah. No, 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 I just want to show you oh, yeah, yeah. This is a coin I keep inside my, uh, my pocket all the times. So the Greeks used to have a symbols to remind them of death. And like you said, with COVID, it really makes you stare at it in the face. So this coin, on one side, it says, Memento Mori. In Greek, remember, you will die. And then on the back, Memento Vivia, remember, you must live. So whenever like, I get scared or anxious or don't know what to do, you know, kind of freeze, I twiddle it in my fingers and I think to myself, okay, this is really going to fucking matter. No, I think it's like that's a huge thing. I think also like U.S. culture in general is very like death adverse. Like it doesn't, yes. doesn't face it at all, or like acknowledge that it's like we're gonna fucking die. And it's like and it's a, and so like at a, like you could die tomorrow. Like like that's a thing. So like you're probably gonna be glad if you die. Like I'm, I hope you don't. But like if tomorrow you died, you'll be fucking glad you came to Hawaii and yeah. like, took advantage of this trip rather than like sitting at home. Like yeah, I mean yes. Like I mean I just I couldn't agree more. It's like. I live, I live every day to the best I can. Obviously, I do plan for the future, but it's if I were to die tomorrow, do I think I've done everything I've wanted to? And I have. Yeah. 
That's awesome. That's how you should live your life. That's like that's what you should wake up and think about is like face the death thing. Like I think people get into that part of like was it like being forty and filled with regret because they're like avoiding death and the they're like no I'll live forever so I'll just get into this mold and sit here and the stability is the comfort that I want to shield myself with. Yes, I mean I think that's a great way to end things off. Alex, thank you so much. Ryan, <laughs> sorry Ryan. Oh fuck, that is so awful. <laughs> So, who are you? Who am I? Uh, Out of all the people I interviewed, Janie seemed most sure in what direction her life was headed. A young European girl who had just graduated college. She was traveling the world until term started the following year. She was in Maui specifically for kite surfing. First, I'm going to start by my name. I'm uh, Jane. Jane. Yeah. Actually, uh, so I'm I'm from Belgium. I speak French. So my oh. name is Jen. Jen. Yeah, but when I travel, I love that people call me Jane. Ah, I mean, when you travel, you can create your own name. Yeah. Okay. So Jane, Jen, from Belgium, and speaking French. How old are you? I'm 19. You're I turned 19 two days ago. Oh, happy belated. Thank you. And why are you here? Why? Um... Because I'm, I'm, I just finished high school, and uh, between high school and university, I take a break of one year, mm-hmm. and I'm just like traveling, and especially for my passion, which is kitesurfing. So I went uh, six months in South Africa, and now I'm here for Spent one month. Spent six months in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Wow. So you're here now in Maui. Where else have you been? So yeah, uh, one month in Costa Rica with some friends, just uh, for the vacation after high school. Then six months in South Africa, then Spain a bit of time uh, in Belgium at home, and then now I'm I'm here for like two weeks already. I'm living in two weeks, three weeks. And what's next? Uh, next time I'm, I'm gonna go to Tarifa. Tarifa. Which is, yeah, it's in the south of uh, Spain. South of Spain. Yeah, and there is this competition of kiting with like all my friends from Cape Town, and like there is good vibe over there. So yeah, I'm gonna spend. A little Are you gonna time. compete? Yeah, I I applied to compete. And now I'm like the reserve. So if someone is injured or like don't do the competition, I can do it. Wow. Okay. So explain to people what is kite surfing and is it hard? Okay. Uh, kite surfing is like, um, wow, my English is not that good. No, no, no. But you're doing fine. It's a way to, if you, you guys all know wakeboard, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same with the, with the kite. Kite is like a sail and it makes you like move with the wind. And so, yeah, so at first you're going to learn how to use the kites, which is quite complicated. You have to feel with the wind what you can do, what you cannot do, because you were like attached yeah. to a big sail, so it's quite, mm-hmm. quite dangerous. Then you learn how, how to move with the kite, you learn how to go upwind, then you do some tricks, some jumps, and it goes like that. Wow. And is it the thing where it's like the big like sail in the sky or is it like the triangle that you hold? Oh, the big sail in the sky. Big sail in the sky. You have like uh, usually 22 meters line between you and the kites. Wow. Yeah. And how did you get into this? Um, my dad do it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So like since I'm a little girl, he just teach me and how old? show me. I don't know. I was too, um, too light too at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I do it since I'm like tw- 12, 14 yeah. years old. So when you were 14, that's when you did it. For the first time yourself? Um, yeah, it was, I think, at 16. Because in Belgium, like, we only did it on vacation. Mm-hmm. In Belgium, it's quite hard. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I, I was wondering, because I feel like 
Belgium isn't necessarily the place to do uh, like kite surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like two hours driving, and then the, yeah. the water is, is, is so cold, and the wind is not really there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so vacationing then, how many times have you kite surfed? I I can't tell. I don't know. This year a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I'm here, I do that a lot. So I think like I'm maybe four hours in the water per day. Four hours in the water per day. And yeah. how many times a year? Um, depends on which year. So yeah, this year a lot. But the year before, I didn't really because I was yeah. at school and yeah. I had my boyfriend, so I didn't went. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I had all my stuff, and uh-huh. I didn't have a lot of time to kite surf. Where's your boyfriend now? Uh, I'm. It's done. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry yeah. about that. No, no, no worries. Because like, yeah, when you travel and um, and stuff for one year, it's quite complicated. And yeah, I think it's important like to live where you are at the moment and just yeah, yeah, just live the moment because it's like one time in your life you're gonna have one year like this. Yeah. So you're only gonna be doing this then for one year. Yeah, then I start university. Then you start university. Have you like already applied? Are you there already? Or are you applying? Now? Yeah, I applied in a Maastricht University, which is like in the Netherlands. Like it's the country just above Belgium. Yeah, and it's international, so um, lesson giving in English. And I was just uh, accepted in the university. Oh, congratulations! Like, today, two two weeks ago. So so happy. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then, just to recap everything we talked about, then. So you're 19, you come from Belgium, but you speak French somehow. Yeah, right. And you love to kite sail or kite surf. Yeah. Kite surf. You've been doing that since you were 14. Yeah. Well, since a little girl, but you did it yourself when you were 16. Yeah. Um, you uh, had a boyfriend you no longer do. You're spending a year traveling around. Yeah. And let's see, what else is there? Um, and you're here in Maui just because, you know, it's fun. And then you're going to be in Spain in a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Where else are you going? Then, uh, yeah, I start university first of September, so I guess next step is uh, Maastricht, like uh, but, like, but like that's that's a few months away. Yeah, but yeah, I actually I have no plans for the summer. I'm just like leave it like that, and I'm sure there is some plans coming. Mm-hmm. Some people you meet, and then you yeah. do some trips. And yeah, I have like some plans, but not really like clear mm. with with my friends. Like we want to mm. go with the van or stuff like that. You want to be in a van. With a, with a van, yeah. Oh like, my gosh. Just a road trip. You know, actually, like me personally, I, after school, after I graduate, I'm going to go home, save up some money, then buy a van, then convert the van, then live in the van for like next year. You're going to do that next year? Yeah. Oh my God, how crazy is this? Yeah. I'm going to go all around the US. All so, in the US? Yeah. Okay. Like so, West Coast, East Coast? Like West Coast, like go down south to Key West. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like the coast of, it's a bunch of islands on the south of Florida. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, I see. I see yeah. where it is. All my friends around the country, so I, I'm just going to say, hey, can I like park around your house for like a month or something? Oh, that's <laughs> you <know>? amazing. <laughs> you should do it. Wouldn't be a super experience. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I will. But, um, you know, back to you. You're alone here. And you've been alone for a while. Yeah. What makes someone do that? Like, why not go with someone? And weren't you scared doing this? Yeah, that, that's the, the good question. Um, but yeah, at first, of course, you are like just fucking scared, like afraid to go alone. But first, I really wanted to do that alone because um, first kite surfing is this is a bit my stuff, but I don't have a lot of friends that does it. Yeah. And um, all my friends from kite surfing they are older or like it's not their time to do gap year yeah. 
So yeah, I decided to go alone. And also in Belgium, like I have this group of friends for like a long time. I was in a school, like um, I didn't really like the mentality. Like it was all rich people. And you didn't like the what? The mentality. Like the, oh, the, the mood. mentality. Yeah, oh. mentality, sorry. And yeah, the, the, the mood was like all my, my friends were like people, like really rich people and with, I don't know, like I just didn't really feel the vibe for all those years. And where was this that you felt this vibe? In Belgium. In Belgium. Yeah, in the in the Bowie, like uh, like that's the place a little bit like that. And so yeah, I did, for all those years I had fun, but I knew like in deep that it was not. It's not you. It was not me. So I really needed to go, to go around the world to see a little bit if something is more for me, somewhere else, meet some more. Uh, people mentality and how do you have you seen other people's mentality since being here then yeah then uh, i realized like fuck that that's my vibe man <laughs> what's your vibe in south africa that was completely my vibe and with all the skysurfer and i mean not not everything it's around kitesurfing but i spent quite a lot of time doing that and you, you have like so much good moment and when you share that with someone it's just amazing so talk more than about this mentality so yeah. the people are very nice but how are they different from the people in belgium that you grew up with okay um wow um so yeah just like the mentality they they don't think the same they don't act the same they don't make you feel the same you know yeah you the in in life you will meet people that make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable yeah. and then yeah. i think you just have to find the people that that go good that, with you they go good for, they yeah. go good with you yeah wow um so when you well so far you know you've got spain you're not quite sure about the summer do you want to go back to belgium i will have to but i i didn't say that and I, I know you have to but like where do you want to live but that's a good question because now i'm a bit lost like i don't know I, I went in south africa for six months then i had to go back in belgium for one month which was like super complicated because like you know after six months there you're like wow and then i sold my friends back but then it was even like more complicated because they all like start university and they they have their own stuff and you you're not at the same page anymore you know yeah. So uh, I'm actually I'm quite happy to have this university at Maastricht and like really international and yeah I'm happy. What are you studying? Circular engineering. Circular what? Circuit engineering. Yeah, Damn. circular. It's like you you know. Circular. Yeah, I it's like you in engineering like without doing any waste. You know, like sustainable energy oh, and stuff like that. So like you're gonna be saving the world. Yeah, I'll ah. try. I'll try <laughs> to save from all my flights with the with the plane. Nice, mm. nice. I mean, personally, me, um, when I get back to university, so the the program we were doing, it was to uh, test out the viability and then create your own company mm -hmm. concept. Um, after pitching to like investors who would have invested in the idea, they uh, they convinced me to go and and do it. So I'm going to continue it when I come back to university. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I uh, feel very confident about it. But at the same time, there is this where it's like, I do want to continue to learn from people. Yeah, that's true. What is something that you would like to tell people? What's some advice you have? Oh. I'm going to say you uh, something I learned from this year. It's like just um, just like yeah, when you are afraid or scared to do something which is out of your comfort zone, just do it because then you're just going to get more experience and I think you want to live with a lot of experience and a lot of 
you learn a lot from that and mm. yeah so what did you do then that was out of your comfort zone i don't know a lot of stuff a like, lot of things. yeah you you go talk to people you don't really want to talk to them you go you travel alone like you just take a flight and then you you're like okay i'm just gonna see how it is and yeah like i don't know or even uh, if you are yeah tired and you don't really want to do something you're lazy you, you just i'm just like no just do it because then you're gonna be you're gonna be happy after that i see i see is there anything else you want to say oh no or like th- thanks for listening to listening to me and yeah yeah well thank you so much I yeah appreciate it was this. interesting <laughs> is it okay it's a test is a test okay what's your name Samara Jafar. <laughs> and uh, where, what are you doing right now? I'm doing pancakes. <laughs> There's no person I've ever met like Samara. A 19-year-old from Mexico of small stature. She managed to light up any room I found her in. Bubbly, talkative, and endlessly smiling. When she wasn't working at the hostel, she was out on day trips exploring Maui. The many guests that rolled through North Shore... If you could be high on life, Samara would be up in the stratosphere. Where are we? Are we in a hostel right now? Hell yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm a volunteer here. You're a volunteer here? Yes. And so you've been here in Hawaii for how long? Three months. Three months. I arrived here. Two months at Big Island and one month here on my way. And uh, what's home for you? Home is a safe place. But oh, okay. Where'd you grow up then? If that's is that home? Home is wherever my suitcase are. And I born in Mexico. Where in Mexico? Michoacan, Morelia, where the monarch butterfly is. Oh, the monarch butterfly. Yeah, bro. Is it like where all like the big ones are? What do you mean? I mean like uh, I'm not color orange. Not the big ones. I mean like when like they all get together and there's like millions of them on the trees. Yes, color orange and with black. Yes, they they fly a lot for all the earth. Okay, so you could have been anywhere in the world tonight. On the earth. You could have been anywhere on earth, and you're here right now. Why? Why is that? Because this is my dream. I'm, I'm walking on my dream. <laughs> and what is your dream? My dream in this exactly time of my life, my goal is make a fluent English. Speaking fluent English? Yes. And I was looking for a place I can surf and be in the beach the whole time I can and speak English in the same time. And I have both here in Hawaii. Oh my god, that's actually sick because I actually want a good place to surf. What's a good place to surf around here? Here? Yeah. La Haina. Is that good for beginners? Yes, you can you can do it. You can go. We should go surf together. Yeah, I mean honestly, like we're all here. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Taking waves. Yeah. No. Um have you been to Jaws? To Jaws? Yeah. What is Jaws? Jaws is on this island. It's like the forty foot waves. Oh, like bigger? I mean, I wouldn't do them, but I do want to watch someone do them. Yo, I want to watch too. I don't know where it is. Let's go to discover. Yeah, yeah, let's find it. Okay, what's your one piece of advice that you'd give to people? 
My piece? Your piece of advice. Of advice? What do you mean? Like, uh, if someone's like, oh, what do I do? What should I do? Or um, they don't know how to live the life that you're living. What would you say to them? Like, be more specific. Okay, so like someone's asking for advice on uh-huh. advice on life. How, do, how, how do I be happy? Oh, okay, okay. Dude, when you are worried, you're making troubles. So don't be worried. Take it easy. Take your time. You are love. God love you. You don't need to impress no one here on the earth. You are here just for have fun and just for have a human experience. So chill out. Like no one's judge you. No one's, no one's, no one's. And everything around you is love. If your perspective and your eyes can see with love, all around you is love. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. In a sharp contrast to Samara, Erickson admittedly was not in the highest of spirits. Standing tall with dark skin, a hat, and a hoodie from his own clothing line, he appeared listless. I only spent a short period of time with him, but from what I could see, this was a man who was lost. A man who came here to find something. and wasn't going to leave until he found it. Uh, my name is uh, Erickson Brito, so E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N, Brito, uh, B-R-I-T-O, that's my last name. And uh, how old are you, Erickson? Um, I am 30 years old, 30 years old, yeah. And what are you doing here at a hostel in Maui, Hawaii? Uh, I, I just, uh, I felt like the need of uh, getting away from the city, you know. What city? Uh, city of Boston. Uh, I come from Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, it's, it's too busy. Like I feel like the city is too much going on. Like uh, it's like a non-stopping like life, you know, like every day. Um, so yeah, I, I just felt the need to withdraw and come to like a more peaceful place. Did I tell you that we're from Boston? What was that? Did I tell you that we're from Boston? Oh no, you did not. We go to school in Boston, actually, Northeastern University. That's cool. Not too far from me. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- where do you live? Uh, Dorchester. You live in Dorchester. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I take the green line and I'm there. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. You know, I take the green line. I take the E though on the green line. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Okay. Um, that's really cool. So, um, you're 30. Did you go to school before? Yeah. Um, I finished high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Um, and then um. Due to life situations, um, you know, I, I had opportunity to, uh, to go to college, but um, due to life situations, um, I just had to work, like, after yeah. high school. Yeah, I see. Shit happens. Right. <laughs> uh, so, what do you do now? Uh, so, right now, I have, I have my own clothing brand. Um, Coding brand? Yeah, I, have, I do, like, my own clothes. Um, Mount Code? 
Uh, no, I'm selling my own clothes. Um, oh, clothing yeah, so brand. This one I, have, I made it myself. What does it say? Uh, Hero Within. Hero Within. Hero Within, yeah. So that's the name of my clothing brand. Um, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I see you decked out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this one too, like uh, the shirt, like the hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what I do. Um, Of course, like I was working like part-time, you know, like at the mall. But my main goal is, uh, you know, to work for myself, you know. Um, that's what I believe, you know. We all, like, have the potential to to work for us and, uh, you know, invest in ourselves. Invest that's, in ourselves. Yeah, that's what it means, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. Um, Erickson, what type of person were you like growing up? Were you introverted? Were you that outgoing person? You know, did you, like have a lot of friends were you like cool running solo <clears throat> um yeah so uh i was born in cape verde um which is in uh south west, africa yeah west west coast west of africa. africa yeah and uh on a young age like around three four my mom uh, migrated to portugal to europe and uh yeah for me growing up there like i felt it was very shut like very what i like i I was I wasn't like comfortable of being like on that area for some reason. You did feel unsafe? Um, no, no, not really though. Uh, it it just wasn't like I, I like warm weather and things like that. So it it wasn't my you know I didn't like growing up there to be honest. You know, um, yeah. So as growing up, um, I felt I didn't feel like um, like my best growing up uh, until I went back to my country. You know, just uh, tropical. Uh, you know, yeah. So I was, uh, I wasn't, I was very like sure, uh, very by myself kind of person. Uh, yeah. So that's basically it. Wow. What type of hobbies did you have growing up? You do sports? Yeah. Um, yeah. I play soccer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been playing soccer like my whole life. I feel like this, that's my getaway. <laughs> kind of, you know, when city's too stressful, you know, you, you yeah. need, you need to get away. So how long have you left Boston? Um, I literally just got here like yesterday. Ah, right, yeah. right, right, right. So, and how long are you gonna be here? Well, I'm planning on uh, staying here. To be honest, forever. Uh, not forever, but uh, I'm planning on staying here for at least a, a whole year. You know? A whole year. Yeah. Wow. And in this hostel, or are you gonna move around? Yeah, I'm gonna move around. Uh, I'm planning on going to the big, the big city, like, because um, I'm, I'm only now like kind of getting to explore and you know like this small island it, it's beautiful you know but as far as like staying um it's it cost you know it costs a little bit it costs a lot of money yeah, to be here yeah. Of, yeah i agree yeah so i realized on the bigger city it's it's easier to move around yeah you know? yeah so yeah so you you plan to stay here within hawaii the next year what do you want to get out of this um Uh, like a, a connection a connection a connection yeah what type of connection there's lots of connections there's uh, business connections there's friendship <laughs> connections there's that emotional romantic connection right. um connect, uh, i'll say connection we i feel like this is the best place for for me to truly get to know who i am you know um and uh you need to be in a very peaceful place a peaceful environment you know like in order for you to to get to know that uh, who you are so yeah my main goal is it's all about connection and connecting with nature mostly to be honest 
connecting with nature. Uh, I feel like this is home, like nature is home for me, you know. So this is the reason like uh, I left city, you know, to come back home. I feel like I literally came back home, even though like this is my first time here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you surf? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you... Are there any sites that you want to see specifically on this island? I mean, there's a bunch of mountains and volcanoes. Definitely. Like, uh, I want to get to explore this uh, this whole island. Like, this island is beautiful. Like, the mountains, it's like so many things. It's just, um, I'm seeing so many things for the first time. Like, these mountains are just like, I don't think I, I'd have seen, like, uh, even where I come from. Like, I don't think we have mountains like this. Um, I mean, we do, though, uh, but it's, uh, I never got to truly explore, you know. Yeah, so uh, I'm just gonna stay here for a while, like explore like the beaches and you know, explore as, as much as I can before going to the big city and kind of kind of settle, you know, like you know. There's just so much of this world I just want to get to know. Exactly. I yeah. was I was I was very sheltered in my childhood, and now I just feel like I really do want to stretch my legs yeah. and be adventurous. No, of course. Like I feel I feel this is the reason why, uh, you know, somehow you know we connected in a. You know, when I guess when you have a mind like, um, when you think the same, uh, you end up connecting with other people without even knowing them, uh, you know. And as far as everyone here, like, like I feel like we all have the same kind of mentality. Like everyone just, just looking for that freedom, you know, like, yeah, which is what's life all about. You know? Yeah. You know, these these questions you talk about aren't aren't the hot takes that you said that you'd be giving. <laughs> uh, you seem pretty, uh, <laughs> like, you seem like pretty normal answers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I just uh, it, it's deeper than that. Uh, especially when I, when I'm talking about connection, you know. Um, yeah. It, it's it's deep. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm a very like wise person. Uh, I consider myself to be wise, and, and I'm saying this in a very humble way. Um, I like to learn everything about life. Um, I like to. It, it's so much oh. within ourselves, you know, yeah, that we yet still get to know. <laughs> Yeah. So uh I don't know. I guess you haven't we, we'll get there. Uh but yeah, I have a lot of deep questions to give, but you know, I, I feel like conversation is is good. You gotta go with the flow. So uh you you said you have a lot of deep questions to what? I know I'm saying I I, I, I there's a lot of deep answers that I can, you know, depending on which okay. we're talking about. Give me a know. deep answer. Huh? What's a give me a deep answer, or if that's too hard, a deep seated belief? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so the main reason uh, I said I was here is uh, to connect, right? Um, what I mean by connection is uh, that close. Gotcha. What I mean by connection is um, there is this energy that surrounds us, right? Um, this energy goes. Uh, there's a lot of names uh, for it. In um, Star Wars, they say, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, some people say the universe. Some people call it. This This energy has different names. Um, the name that I give it is is Divine Mother, you know. Divine Mother. Yeah, Divine Mother, yeah. Is that your wallpaper? Uh what do you mean? I, I mean, I was just looking at your wallpaper and it looked like some divine angel, oh, yeah, motherly yeah. creature. Right, yeah. Divine mother. So uh, very, it, it's all about, so divine mother is, is that, is, is that energy that surrounds us. And uh, I feel like we all should be aware of 
of what's holiness, you know. Like there's a lot of things going on, like um, deep stuffs happening. Like how, like how is, um, like who is he holding us? You know, like I, I feel like there's something else within us that's doing, like you know, what I'm saying that's doing, like that's holding, like our heart is doing his own thing. There's so much intelligence around, intelligence around, around us. Like the sun, like how, how is the sun rises and sets? Like you know, who is he doing that? You know, like the universe, like so. Um, it, it all comes down to this energy, this unconditional love energy, which again, that's what I call divine mother, you know. And uh, this energy is, um, it, it can't be explained, honestly, you know, like uh, with the logical mind, it, it can only be experienced, you know, through connection. And this is, I feel like this is, we are all related by this one energy, you know. Uh, I feel like we are all expressions of this one energy. And um, the reason. We we are we are like everyone has a different perspective, right? Like, um, but once we all have this one understanding that we are all like this one energy expressing yeah. itself, yeah. you know, I feel like we will come uh, in peace and harmony with one another, you know. So becoming aware of this, it's like it's awesome, you know. And I feel that's what's gonna bring everyone together, like one day, you know, if we if we want to leave um, as you know, as we as we're supposed to, like you know, as one race, like one people, like you know, we all have to be aware of this unconditional love energy surrounding us. Wow, <laughs> so uh, I think it's a good way to end things off. Yeah. Uh, Erickson, what is so for my audience? What's a piece of advice that you would like to give, and it could be about anything? Um. All right. I would say like. Believe in yourself, like, believe in yourself, like, no matter, no matter what, you know, no matter what uh, we're told, you know, like, we we have to believe in ourselves and we have to be who we truly are, you know, uh, because again, like, a tree does not give, uh, like, the same fruit, like, a tree does not give, like, the same specific equal fruit, and the same, same conception would be, like, a, a twin, a twin looks like a they look perfectly the same but yet they are different you know like there isn't any twin that are like dudes you know they're all different um so what i mean by that is that like we're all unique in our own way and uh being ourselves and and being aware of who we truly are you know who we truly are which is this unconditional love expressing itself through each one of us you know and um I feel like that's the least we can do like uh as as like I feel like we we must appreciate this you know like yeah that's I feel like this is the least we can do to this unconditional love energy um just becoming aware that we are it expressing expressing it through us you know and yeah so just believe in ourselves and uh understanding that we are unique in our own way and and you know and this energy will always guide us and have our back yeah, yeah. that's perfect thank you so well, much thank Erickson. you so much um, thank you very much though, for you know your time and for now, interviewing me okay thank you for your perspective alright but well. uh maybe Hawaii would be a new beginning for Erickson maybe it wouldn't I'm not quite sure I haven't talked with him since then while I followed some of the people I met there were many more that I didn't it's funny how someone can have so much going on such bright lives. 
For a brief period of time, you become so invested. And then, just like that, they're gone. Out of your life. Potentially never to be seen again. I think back to a meme I saw a long time ago that stuck with me. There is a last for everything. You may just not know it yet. There was a last day that your mom put you down and never picked you up again. There was a final day you rode your bike in a neighborhood cul-de-sac. The last time the high school friend group was together, didn't feel like it would be. We'll meet up again, we told ourselves. And we really believed it. Some of us may still believe it. And yet, it was the last time. I see many people go through life in a daze. It's very easy to live life on rails these days. Go to school, get good grades, play your sports, go to college, get a job, get a better job, get married, have kids, work some more, save, retire, and die. Every moment that you live your life is in some way the last chance that you'll have to live that moment. Of course you'll have more, clearly, but you'll never have that one. I don't want to say YOLO because it sounds so cheesy, but you really do only live once. I can't speak to the next one, but I can say definitively, you have at least one. There's something that bound all of these people together, all on different journeys, on different paths, converged to this one place, on this one day. Why? Because it was cheap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm actually not going to lie to you. Yeah, it de I mean, definitely that, obviously. But <laughs> I'd like to think it was something more. These people wanted to explore what was out there. They wanted adventure. For many reasons, they felt that the world they were born into wasn't for them. So much so that they were willing to leave it all behind in the pursuit of something greater. Whether it was a soulless job, pretentious friends, a search of adventure, or hope for a new beginning, they ended up here. To each person, it had different names, but their spirituality is what gave them the faith to come so far, to be willing to take life in their own hands thousands of miles away from their homes. And honestly, there's no place they could have gone. I'm not spiritual, but Maui brought something out of me that you know I just couldn't explain. Am I telling you these people are role models? No. Should you aspire to be like them? If you like. I'm not really here to impose. I'm just here to provide perspectives. Before I stayed at North Shore, I thought hostels were just cheap places to stay. After Maui, I see them as something more. Like train stations filled with weary travelers bound for their next destination, a hostel acted the same way but on a different journey, the journey of life. Thanks for coming to the party. I'll see you guys in the next one.